Hello and welcome to the Positive Mindset Tribe, a refreshing and empowering podcast on how to become a magnet for love, abundance and joy. And as you've probably guessed, it all starts with your mindset. I am your host, Veronica Moreno, a mindset coach, therapist and energy healer. And my mission is to share with you my most powerful tips, psychological tools, energy healing techniques, so you can manifest the joyful, meaningful and successful life you deserve. Are you ready for your weekly dose of motivation, confidence and empowerment? Let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Positive Mindset Tribe. I just came back from a couple of weeks break, so sorry for the um, for the wait between episodes. I have been on my honeymoon and I have to say that spending some time by the sea was so needed and so refreshing. So I have recharged now. I'm back to work with new ideas, fresh energy. So let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future episodes because during the next few months I'm going to be focusing on creating a lot of content for you guys. So let me know. Let me know what you want to hear about. Right, so the last couple of episodes have been part of a mini-series on relationships, uh, as this is such an important topic that I thought I, I definitely couldn't fit everything I wanted to say in, in just one episode, and there will probably be more in the future. So, as I promised, this episode will be the third and last one of this, uh, of this series for now, and it's going to be dedicated to how to finally let go and close old relationships. So this is particularly relevant if you have been through a breakup recently, but sometimes it also happens that you feel that the person you dated years ago somehow is still present in your life or you can't figure out how to move on completely. So this, this episode will be very relevant for you as well if you're at that point. Before we start, though, just a reminder of what I covered in the previous two episodes about relationships, in case you missed them. The first episode was dedicated to how to have joyful and fulfilling relationships, and it included a step-by-step -step process to improve and attract healthy, loving and nurturing relationships. Which, by the way, not only applies to romantic relationships, but a lot of that content applied to how to improve relationships with your family, with your friends, with your colleagues, any type of relationships, really. And the other one was focused on seven common mistakes that make relationships fail and how to avoid them. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, go back to them. They're packed with information and practical tips. And this one will be focusing more on how to move on from old relationships. Another reminder uh, that if you want to know more about the one-on-one -on -one healing coaching sessions I do, I'm offering some free clarity sessions. And this is a no obligation session where I will help you identify any blockages that might be stopping you from living a life of joy and purpose. And you will leave the session with an action plan with next steps. Uh, so I will leave a link on the description below or you can go to my website veronica-moreno.com and book it from there. So make sure you grab one of these because uh, I'm not planning to offering uh, for much longer. Uh, right, so okay, let's get started with today's episode. So what we're going to cover in this episode is why is it so difficult to let go of old relationships? Um, steps to close an old relationship for good. So there's going to be a step-by-step -step process on how to do this. 
I'm going to be talking about a super, a super powerful energy healing technique that I use a lot in my one-on-one -on -one sessions that is used to disconnect yourself from past relationships that are no longer serving you. And when we do this at the level of the energy, uh, of the energy field is incredibly transformational. And I'm also going to be talking about how to get ready for new beginnings and healthier relationships. So let's get started. Right. So first of all, why is it so difficult to let go? Why when we break up with someone or when we still someone that we dated years ago in our mind, it seems so, so, so difficult to let go and move on. Right. So going through a breakup can be one of the most painful situations you might experience in your life especially when you really love and want to be with someone and it's the other person who ends the relationship, it can be absolutely devastating. And if you have experienced this or you are in the middle of this, trust me, I've been there. I know how it feels. It's absolutely awful. So the first thing I want to say is that if you're in this situation, I've been there, I hear your pain and I'm not going to lie. It will hurt for a bit until you grieve the relationship and, and, and get over it. But trust me, this is only temporary. This is not always going to be like this. I promise that one day you will be laughing at this day and thinking how much time you wasted with that person that didn't deserve you. And you will be with someone who values you, who loves you and take care of you. And I'm saying this because when I was when I experienced it, when I experienced my most painful um, breakup, at that time, I felt that life was over, that I was going to be unhappy for the rest of my life, that I was never going to be able to, to, to break through that pain and, and move on. I really believe that. And I think that's also a, a part of what it makes it worse, if that makes sense, that we don't see the end um, out of it. But trust me, there is. This is just temporary. So bear with me in these episodes. I will be sharing some ideas, some tips that you can use to hopefully make it um, quicker and less painful. So why is it so difficult um, to let go when we know sometimes we know that the other person wasn't even good for us um, we know that it was so long ago but why is this so difficult why do we struggle to let go so part of it is obviously the natural grieving process right like when someone dies you love someone you have your routine you have your your dreams together your common projects and suddenly all that is gone and, and it needs to be grieved and that takes time and it is a natural process and, and it is normal to feel a lot of sadness. Sadness is the emotion that helps us integrate a loss. So it is normal to feel like crying a lot at this stage and don't be afraid to do it. It is a natural process. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it is healthy and it is necessary so you can move on. So you can process all those emotions. So it's like it's a very cleansing process. But also. As human beings, we don't like change. Change is risky and our instinct is to stay safe. So we, ten, we, we tend to perceive change as a threat. And the instinct to survive will tell us that staying with that person who maybe treated us badly, cheated on us, was not caring, was not loving, was not good for us, is the best option. Because it might feel that it is the safest option. Because changing might mean that the next thing or the next person will be even worse. So there will always be this resistance to end the relationship. And this is just human nature. Everyone has this instinct. So we need to be very aware of this, 
of this resistance and push through it if we want to move on and find someone that is more aligned with us. And another reason why breaks why breakups uh, can be so painful, and this is probably one of the most important reasons, um, and at the same time not known by most people, is that breakups or relationships in general, for that sake, but breaks up breakups in particular, trigger a lot of insecurities, fears that we already had within the inner child gets particularly triggered in relationships with fear or feelings of being abandoned. The abandonment wound gets very triggered in relationships as soon as we feel that the other person might leave us, um, might go with someone else. So when there is a breakup, and especially when it's the other person who ended the relationship, it is normal that any 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 form of insecurity of self-doubt any wounds from the past especially relating related to being rejected to being abandoned they're going to be triggered massively it's going to be like a bomb so so this makes um letting go of relationships very very difficult because not only we're dealing with the natural grief of ending a cycle of ending a relationship not only we're dealing with our human nature of not wanting to go through change but we might be dealing with kind of a pandora box that opens that gets triggered when that relationship ends so if we were completely healed from all past experiences, from all insecurities, any lack of self-confidence or self-worth, a breakup would still be painful, don't get me wrong. The grieving part of it will still be painful, sure. But it wouldn't be as as traumatic and dramatic and devastating as they sometimes are, as they sometimes feel. I remember um, one relationship in particular I had and when we broke up, when we broke up, I just, I felt like I was going to die, like literally. Literally, I felt so empty. My heart was so broken that at one point, I remember a moment when I had like kind of a panic attack. I couldn't even breathe properly. It was ridiculously painful. I wouldn't wish that to anyone in the world, honestly. And 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 I'm sure some people listening to this are like, yes, this is me. It feels so terrible. I hear your pain. Um, but later in time, um, because that was that relationship um, ended way before I had started doing any type of inner work, any type of healing on myself. Um, I hadn't even started my studies in in counselling, so I hadn't started my therapy process. I had so much to heal and that is what made it so difficult because that breakup um, and pretty much the whole of that relationship was triggering my already broken heart. My heart was broken inside way before the relationship even started, mainly due to my parents' um, divorce, which was very traumatic when I was a kid. Um, my dad uh, being very absent uh, to the point that uh, when I was a teenager, he disappeared for 20 years. Um, so all that pain, that abandonment wound that I carried, so many limiting beliefs about love that I had were completely and shockingly triggered by this breakup. And I had no idea. I had no idea, which I guess it made it even more difficult because I had no idea what was going on. I just felt like I was going to die. So if I, if, if, I had, if I had to go through that breakup today, I know it wouldn't be so difficult. And actually, I think 
today I, I wouldn't have been in that relationship for for as long as I was um, because I knew it was not good for me um, and it, it was only because I was so horribly scared of being on my own of being rejected of going through that pain again that I got stuck in a relationship that wasn't making me happy for years really and also because I had these dramatic ideas that you know oh my god I've fallen in love and once you fall in love you stay in love forever and and I thought I was going to suffer for the rest of my life um if I wasn't with this person so when we finally broke up um which was the best decision for both of us um I just thought that's it that's the end of my life I'm never going to be happy this is not going to happen um but now I know that all that pain I experienced all that I suffered which I thought was because I loved him so much, part of it was, but there was a lot of me being triggered to the most challenging level I could have imagined. And not to mention the fact that I had so many limiting beliefs uh, about love and relationships and, and so many patterns and, and, and trauma that, was, that, that weren't serving me. Um, and that was what was making me attract that relationship in the first place. Because when you love yourself, uh, when you know your self-worth, when, when you know how to cultivate self-love, when you have confidence and you know how to set boundaries, you're not longer interested in partners that don't love you and treat you like you deserve. You just, you just, can't, you just don't take it. It's, you don't even think about it. You don't get caught in, in those relationships anymore. But back then, I was full of insecurities. My confidence was completely destroyed. Um, even though I pretended to be super confident and happy, but it was, it was, just, it was just a mask. It was just a role, a role I took on to show that everything was okay, but it wasn't, deep inside it wasn't. And now that I have done so much inner work, um, that I have healed um, uh, a, a, lot of part of my, uh, a lot of parts of myself, that I know how to honor myself, how to love myself, there's no way I would have, there's no way I would start a relationship like that um, with someone who didn't want to commit the way I deserved. Um, but anyway, I have to say that I'm so grateful for that relationship and others relationships I've had that failed uh, because they helped me learn so much um, not in the most pleasant way I have to say <laughs> um, but I had to experience that that, that pain and um, and those triggers to, to realize how much um, I needed to heal so I'm sure that most of you are with me on this uh, but probably you're thinking right now right so no, not only I have to deal with this pain this sadness I also have to do a lot of work on myself to make this easier and I know it can be overwhelming um, but don't worry because I'm going to be sharing a step-by-step -step process and a lot of useful tips to hopefully make it easier for you so you can finally move on and get ready for a new relationship that you truly deserve um, but before we go to the step-by-step -step process let me give you one piece of advice. Don't do it on your own. If you are going through a breakup or are struggling to put an end to an old relationship and you're feeling very triggered, if you're feeling devastated with a lot of emotions coming up that you can't control, if you don't even feel like getting out of bed, don't do this alone. Work with a therapist, with a coach, find someone to help you heal, to give you motivation, to keep you in a safe container. Um, like I said at the beginning, I'm offering some free clarity sessions at the moment. So book one, um, uh, you will get a lot of it. Uh, so if there is a local support group, for example, join it. But honestly, find someone to help you. 
Because after a breakup, we are so vulnerable, so, so vulnerable. I wish I had done therapy way earlier in my life, and especially after that painful breakup. I would have healed much more quickly and I would and, and it would have been way less, less painful. I didn't need to experience all that pain if I had worked with someone to to help me through, to to to, to just be with me, to support me, to give me a bit of uh, of confidence, or, of encouragement, um, right? And especially if your past relationships follow similar patterns, right? If you're thinking, right, I have I've had two, three, four relationships and most of them ended up in a similar way because it means that it's definitely the time to go within and heal so you can stop repeating these patterns. Um, I remember when I started my weekly therapy, while I was doing my master's degree in counseling, I think it was at the beginning of the um, of the relationship with the person who is now my husband today. And thank God, honestly, thank God for those sessions. Thank God for those sessions because I was starting to show some of the same old patterns that would have killed the relationship. It was looking more and more like the previous ones. And I thought, no, no, this time I'm not going to do this to myself. Um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it won't be because I haven't done my part of healing, because I haven't done my inner work. And, and seven, I think almost eight years later, here we are, happily married. Uh, but we wouldn't be here today if I hadn't been um, through through that inner work um, uh that I did and that he did, that we both did individually, right? All the healing, all the inner work we did individually. We wouldn't be here today if we hadn't, if we hadn't done that. Um, and for me, there is no way I could have done it on my own. So, um, so I did weekly sessions for two years. I'm not saying you have to engage in one of these uh, forever weekly therapy processes. There are many alternatives out there. Uh, but I would definitely recommend that you do it with someone because when you are stuck in that in that pain with all those emotions overflowing, all those wounds being triggered, it is very difficult to think straight. Very, very difficult to think straight. And that's when you go back to, oh, let me call him. Oh, let me see him again. Um, terrible. So for me, there's no way I could have done it on my own. So my suggestion would be invest on your well-being and happiness and you won't regret it because breaking free from the baggage of the past is the best gift you can give to yourself and one you won't regret so there goes the first piece of advice now as i promised i was going to share a step-by-step -step process to close an old relationship for good right so the first one very important one stop contact any form of contact with that person I mean, unless you have to speak to that person, obviously, because you have kids in common or a common business, um, you know, like something that you really need to speak to that person. Otherwise, stop the communication. You're going to need some time on your own to gather your thoughts, to understand what's going on inside. You're going to need some space, like some proper space to heal. I listened to a, to a very short video the other day that was brilliant. I can remember where. Uh, but there was a guy um, talking about when your ex-boyfriend messages you and he was saying, just stop replying. Is he giving you any new information? Is he saying something like, you know what, I know what went wrong. I've had this realization. I'm willing to commit to change because this is what I'm going to do differently. Um, what do you think? And then maybe if you believe it's true, you might want to explore the option of 
discussing further to see if the relationship can still work. But messages or calls to say, how are you doing? I miss you. I don't know where it all went wrong. Uh, I want to be your friend and, you know, I'm being tired all the time. No, this is basically him being selfish, wanting to be in your life with no new information, with no intention to change, just to make his breakup less painful or just to make sure that you don't move on in case, you know, you can't find anything better which actually makes it much harder for everyone. And if you are the one reaching out, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Unless you really believe that you have come up with a solution or or, or something that needs changing that, that can improve the relationship, you know, like a, like a serious action plan, like serious suggestions to make the relationship work. Stop the communication. And don't be afraid of saying that you need space um, that you don't want to hear from him um, because you have the right to do so. And if he doesn't respect it, delete the messages, block him if it happens too often and if it's painful to see them and you know you're going to have the, the willpower to not reply. Because the only way you will be able to properly heal is to have proper space. And after a while, if you have friends in common, if you bump into each other, um, you know, maybe you can have a kind, polite, relationship but not at the beginning not at the beginning not if you are struggling to move on not if you haven't um uh get over him and this is crucial i remember um in one of my uh um painful uh breakups the one that was horribly horribly painful um i just i just i just couldn't be on facebook i just couldn't be his um, his updates, because it was it was really really painful. But I couldn't help myself from going on Facebook and seeing those updates. It was like um, it was like hurting myself. So what I did is I gave my password to a very close friend, and I said, right, you have my password. You change it, so I don't even gonna know my password to my Facebook profile. So I wasn't able to log in, and it helped me so much because I was literally torturing myself. It was pure self torture, honestly. So do something like that if you have to, but you're going to need some space to heal. This is the, the very first step. Give yourself um, space. And like I said, if you have kids in common, obviously that's going to be different. Then limit the communication to things that are actually important, that can't be avoided at all. Minimize it as much as possible and give yourself um, space to heal. Now, the second step is give yourself time because grieving takes time so it is a natural process and it doesn't happen overnight so take a deep breath you know and uh, accept allow yourself to cry if you need to uh, allow yourself to express your anger in a healthy way um, this is the time to really take care of yourself um, so so take a deep breath and just you know be like, right, I know this is going to take time and I'm not going to force myself to be happy, fully happy tomorrow. And I'm not going to force myself to be smiling all the time. And I'm not going to be forced myself to pretend that everything is okay. No, I'm going to give myself time. And when, and when you do this, it takes a lot of pressure off you because these days it feels like we need to do everything so quickly. Like maybe you've broken up with someone you've been dating for two five ten twenty years i don't know 
it's not going to heal in one day. It's not going to heal in two days. And and sometimes we just want to, you know, get distracted and our friends take us um, uh, for drinks uh, or, you know, they want to see us happy. So they're like, no, but he doesn't deserve you. Don't cry. I don't want to see another tear. But but that is needed. That is needed. So allow yourself to to move on at your own pace. And sometimes it might be the case that, you want to be just on your own, like not even seeing your friends or anyone who's going to be talking about them or, and that's fine. Respect what you need. Um, because this is honestly, uh, the time to really, really prioritize yourself and take care of yourself. Right. This is not the time to be like, I'm going to give him a call to see how he's doing because poor thing, I'm sure he's suffering too. No, this is the time to prioritize yourself. Leave the rescuer role behind, leave the people pleaser role behind. This is the time to focus on yourself. And you will probably feel vulnerable at this stage. So you will need extra support and that is okay. You know, just be in touch with, you know, a close friend, someone, someone who can help you, someone who really helps you, someone who understands you, someone you can just maybe spend the evening talking, feeling taken care of, feeling loved, not even talking about the breakup, but just, you know, with that friend that you don't need to talk to just feel good together, but prioritize your healing, prioritize yourself. Um, another step is, I'm going to suggest one exercise that I really, really love when it comes when when it comes to letting go of all relationships, which is to write a goodbye letter to that person. Not that you're going to send it, you're definitely not going to send it, it's just for yourself. It's just so you can express any feelings that you didn't have the chance to express before. So you can tell him how you felt. So you can say all the nasty things about him that you want to say and let all that frustration out. And again, no one is going to see this. No one is going to see this. You're not going to send this to anyone. It is just a journaling, an emotional management tool for your well-being and for your healing. And I know it can be emotional and it will be emotional, but it is extremely liberating when you write that letter and when you say all the things you wanted to say, all the things that went wrong, all the things you gave, how you felt. Um, it is very liberating. It can be very, very, very healing. And when you're writing a goodbye letter, it's kind of a ceremonial process. So the brain will integrate the change. The brain, um, your subconscious will integrate the closure is getting close, that that relationship is, is finished. You know, it is, it, it is very symbolic, but it is really, really powerful. And, and and you might feel like adding things to this letter for a while. So it might not be something you do in one go. It might be, but you know, again, give yourself the time you need and the space you need. So you might feel like adding more things to this letter every day uh, for a while. And then when you're ready, you can burn it in a goodbye ceremony, which I find extremely powerful. And fire ceremonies I absolutely love. And I have some fire ceremonies in my YouTube channel, some recorded ones. But I mean, it doesn't need to be anything spectacular. You can do it with a candle and and, and a toothpick. 
um, you know, and when you see the paper or a, or a small piece of paper, when you see the paper burned into ashes, is so powerful. The symbolism of that is really, really, really healing. You can tear it apart if you, you know, if you live in a small flat and fire is no doesn't feel very safe. Um, you can tear it apart. You can bury it somewhere. Um, you can just break it, put it in the bin, whatever feels right for you, really. And here, you know, go with your intuition, go with what feels right. But this is some some type of uh, ceremony when you start writing a goodbye letter to express everything, to say everything that you wanted to say, and then a form of um, destroying that that letter of or, or not seeing that letter anymore will be very, very powerful. And again, it might not happen in one day. You might feel like adding more and more um, every day for, for some time. Um, you can always write one, uh, burn it or break it and then write another one if you feel like. Um, this is another, another good point uh, because um, sometimes you do an exercise like this, but then two weeks later you're like, oh, but I still have some emotions. I'm still feeling not sure healing happens in layers right healing is not something that happens overnight that happens when with a one-off session that happens with one journaling exercise healing takes time healing is a process and it happens in layers so it might be that by writing one letter and doing one ceremony you're healing you know the first layer big 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 layer it could be that later in time you need to do a bit more um a bit more healing to tackle the deeper layers right so again take your time uh and 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 move uh, at your own pace right so the next step is do the inner work focus on yourself like i said on top of the grief you might be experiencing some triggers of wounds you need to heal and this is the perfect moment to do it. This is the perfect moment to heal. This is the perfect moment to go within because sometimes we bury our pain, our trauma, and, and it's in situations like a breakup that the Pandora box opens. So since it has been open and it's hurting already, don't be scared of having a look at what's going on inside. It's not gonna hurt more than it's hurting now. Um, so don't be afraid of going inside um, uh, and, and sort it out and heal it because you won't regret it. So it is a great opportunity. I know it's not the most pleasant one when it happens like this by surprise, but once your heart is open, you know, and 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 hurting and, and it has been triggering and all these insecurities or wounds from the past are being completely triggered, exposed and brought to the surface, it is the best, best, best time to heal them because they're already they're already there. So it is very important to do the inner work and make sure that anything that was yours, right? Any type of insecurities or wounds or trauma from before um, that you heal that so it doesn't um, have a negative impact on future relationships. And obviously because it's good for you, you're just gonna feel uh, much better and when when you heal yourself and you break free from any past conditioning wounds trauma life just changes it's more joyful it's more pleasant um it's full of harmony and peace so it is something that regardless if you have been in a, a um, painful relationship or not it's it's good for you and i want to share a final step here which is a very powerful energy healing technique called cord cutting. 
Now, when we spend a lot of time with someone and we get stuck in negative patterns or especially if it's a very toxic relationship and we experience many unpleasant emotions, energetic cords can form between individuals. And remember, we are energy. The fact that we are just a solid body, physical body separated from each other is an illusion. We are balls of energy. We are balls of light in our essence. So when we interact with people, since thoughts and emotions are energy, they can get stored in our energy field. And when we have a close relationship with someone, uh, energetic cords uh, can form between us. So cutting these cords is super, 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 super powerful because these cords kind of, kind of um, keep us hooked into the other person. So imagine, um, and they normally form um, around the solar plexus area, so right below uh, the heart, below the, below the sternum. So imagine it as a kind of luminous energetic uh, cord or cable that links your solar plexus to the other person's um, solar plexus. And, and, and what happens is that that's kind of a hook that keeps us stuck in the toxic relationship. And sometimes that's why a relationship that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, you're still thinking of that person. You still feel like you can't let go because that cord, it's still there. And even though maybe you haven't spoken to him in years, but that connection, that energetic connection is still there. So cutting these cords, it's one of the most powerful energy healing techniques I do in my sessions. It's really, really powerful. Um, so I have a video on my YouTube channel explaining how to do this with detailed instructions. Uh, so I'm going to share that link um, uh, for the ones who are interested in, in doing this. I might even record a podcast episode about it, actually, um, to not make this one uh, super long. But basically, it's about visualizing those cords between you and that person. Um, and, and, and you will visualizing that you are grabbing that cord and that you are chopping that cord um, with your hand. And you are releasing, um, actually, uh, in the video, you see that I say when you cut the cord or you pull the cord, that invisible cord, um, you will say um, name of the person. I release you to your own destiny. And this doesn't mean that you're not going to have that you're like um, um, that you're not ever going to speak to that person again, because actually this cord cutting exercise is something I do in my sessions with people who feel like they have a toxic relationship with their moms, with their dads, uh, siblings. Right. So we are not it, it's not like it didn't happen. Uh, we're still going to have the good memories, the beautiful memories. If you're cutting a cord with someone um, like with your mom or your dad, for example, it doesn't mean that you don't want them in your life. What we are cutting, what these cords represent, are the negative patterns, codependency, um, hooks that keep that keep us stuck in in in, in negative behaviors, um, unpleasant emotions that might have been accumulated. So so don't be afraid of cutting this uh, this cord because it's actually uh, good for, for for both parties really so um so yeah so if you want more details i explain uh, i explain it in a video where you can also um uh, see how to do it so it will be uh, easier that way i'll put the link in the in the in the description right so one more thing i want to cover today is 
how to get ready for new beginnings. So there's been a lot, I've shared a lot of um, information about um, uh, why it's so difficult to, to move on. Um, we've been talking about a step-by-step process to make it easier, to make it less painful. So there's, there's been a big focus on healing and, and, and letting go. Now, how do I get ready for new relationships? Um, how do I make sure that I'm not going to attract the same part, the same type of partner, um, and and I'm going to be stuck in a similar situation? Because we do this all the time. We end a relationship that was bad for us, where we suffered and and it was very painful, and we knew it wasn't good for us. And next thing we know, we are in a very very similar one with someone else experiencing the same pain and the same negative patterns. And we tend to do this a lot. I, I have been there. Um, I, 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 trust me, I know how this feels. Um, so before jumping into a similar relationship with someone who has the same problems, but just, you know, like exactly the same personality, same patterns, just with a different name or a different hair color, um, take some time to reflect on the following questions. And I'm going to be sharing some questions here that maybe you can use to journal on so you can write them down and do some journaling later or stop after each um, question if you, if you have time and you have pen and paper uh, handy because the idea is that um, once we experience like sometimes we have to go through a lot of pain to learn um, and and sometimes we need to go to the three four five I don't know many relationships experiencing the same pain until we finally learn um, whatever lesson we had to we had to learn and especially because we absorb a lot of um, patterns from our role models uh, our parents our family we can have a lot of limiting beliefs and and a lot of uh, prejudices about love about relationships and and that will make us repeat the same patterns that will make us attract the same type of relationships so before you start a new relationship spend some time uh, reflecting on these questions am i ready emotionally mentally and energetically to commit to a new relationship and this is particularly relevant if you if you've been through through a breakup uh, recently what patterns have my previous relationships had in common Awareness is the first step to healing. So think about, you know, the relationships you've had before and if there was anything in common, if there were any repeating patterns. And that's really something to to look at. Where do they come from? Where do these patterns come from? What are my beliefs about love and relationships? How is the relationship with myself? A very, very important one. Do I love myself enough to have a healthy relationship? Because if you don't love yourself, no one's going to love you like you deserve. You need to love yourself first before you can have a healthy, loving relationship. What inner work do I need to do to make sure I'm in the best possible place to attract healthy, loving and fulfilling relationships? So those are a few journaling prompts for you to reflect on. Now, 
it doesn't mean this doesn't mean that you need to be completely healed from everything in your past uh, to start a new relationship because we will always be a work in progress right there's no way to wait there's 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 no way to be like perfectly healed or completely healed and until i achieve this uh, complete healing i'm i'm not going to be able to have a nice relationship no um but it is definitely worth in, investing uh, uh, a time and energy on yourself so you can be as light and healthy as possible so you can attract those relationships that will bring you joy love fulfillment so yeah so there's 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 never going to be a right i'm completely healed and 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 completely ready but make sure that that you're doing your best that you are doing that um that you are doing that inner work it's going to make your relationships so much easier, so much more fulfilling and, and joyful. Okay, my loves, uh, a lot of information uh, there, I know. I think that it's all uh, from me today. A reminder to book a free clarity session if you haven't done so yet, uh, especially if you're struggling with a breakup or any other areas uh, of your life, you'll uh, get a lot of insights and, and clarity from this uh, session, which is no obligation session. So nothing to lose um thank you so much for listening if you like this podcast please subscribe it uh, subscribe to it and and share it with your loved ones and i will see you next week sending love and light to you all and bye for now